That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pesky poll podcast episode 70 how you guys doing today first off i want to apologize to start off this episode the episodes have been slacking recently and i get that all right but y'all know if y'all are in high school or the college level especially college level that sometimes classes are a struggle i haven't really had time to get guests i haven't had time to do really much anything with this podcast you can see the Instagram hasn't been as active as I'd like it to be. I haven't, I missed like two episodes in a row since episode 69. Nice. And I've just been slacking a lot recently because of these finals. It's been a killer. So I apologize for you guys. Finals are finishing up this week. So y'all should see your regularly recorded episodes. You are seeing this on Sunday, the Lord's Day. Make sure you take some time and celebrate that, that we are having a nice and relaxful Sunday around here make sure you guys take some time for yourself but you see your regularly scheduled episode on tuesday or wednesday i record on tuesdays then next sunday so make sure you guys stick out for that content i wouldn't say we're back but we're gonna be back to our normal uploading schedule today you see me with absolutely nobody here like i said i haven't really had time to get guests or figure out schedules with some of my friends it's it's been a tough road i'm not gonna lie to y'all it's it's been a tough couple weeks for me and i'm trying to get through it but we have some red sox baseball news uh not really but it's it's really awesome you know it's been a great month of april to start off for our boys so why don't we sit around and talk about it like i said this episode is going to be a little shorter probably around 30 minutes or so like always so let's get right into the action for my YouTube people out there. You get to see this beautiful face with a new haircut, as is every week. I know it doesn't look that different, but just got a haircut. Make sure to like and subscribe and make sure you turn on those post notifications so you can see every time I go live twice a week. Spotify and iTunes gang, I never, ever forget about you guys. How you guys doing today? Make sure you guys hit that follow button so you can see every time your favorite Red Sox podcast, hopefully, maybe, if it's section 10, I don't blame you if it's gone, Bridge. I'm mad at you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. But make sure you guys hit the follow button so I, you can see me go live every single week. With that being said, let's get right into the news. First off, I was on the Gone Bridge podcast this week. They released their episode on Friday. Friday morning they released their episode. And your boy was on it because we are in a very, very deadlocked series in fantasy baseball two undefeated teams going at it i'm going to check the stats now because i think i am losing and yeah i'm getting obliterated holy crap i'm getting obliterated um yeah i, I forgot to refill my lineup so your boy is getting murdered right now it's not good so yeah this is not good today's the last day but it might not be 
uh, great. And while I'm doing this, just just so I don't forget, let me put in my boys. And let's pray Garrett, uh, Garrett Richards has a good day today. But as of matchups, yeah, it's not close. I just forgot to do my lineup, so it's it's been it's it's a struggle. All right, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. It's been it's been a struggle for your boy this week, but. Whatever, they got me this week. We are waiting for the finals to get back at them. You already know. But make sure you go check out those three boys. They basically do the same thing that I do, but there's three of them. If you liked it with me and Ari, for those OGs out there, if y'all liked the episodes when Ari was on, it's basically the same thing, but I'm going to be honest. This is going to sound cocky, but it was really not meant to me. Ari and I were funnier just because of Ari. Ari was such a comical guy. But... With that being said, enough fancy baseball talk. Y'all came around here to listen to the actual Red Sox news. Currently, right now, best team in the American League. Tied for the best team in uh, technically the second best team. Brewers right now hold the number one spot at 17 and 10. We are right behind them at 17 and 11. How about them Giants, though? 16 and 11? Damn. So, as it's looking right now, out of our last 10, we broke 500, which ain't the best, right? But at this pace right now, we are destined to win about 99 games. The Yankees are catching up to this, though, and that's scaring me. It is scaring me. Yankees are three and a half games behind when they were seven, like, two weeks ago. So, Yankees, the Yankees are turning it around, and we expect this. Right? It happens every year. We go in. The Yankees suck. We laugh as Red Sox fans. Yankees catch up to us. We stop laughing as Red Sox fans. Always happens. Always will happen. Probably for the next about 10 years or so. No surprise there. But 17 and 11. Two and a half game lead on the division. Blue Jays are still holding in there at 13 and 12. They've had an up and down season. Same with the Yankees. Yankees start, like I said, started off really bad. And now they are doing much better. Orioles are going to Oriole. They've kind of been there. They're 5 and 5 in the last 10. They suck at home. They're 4 and 10 at home. So, you know. The Rays, they're 13 and 15. They've just really, really struggled to start off this season. They're... Not necessarily the worst team, but they're kind of down there. Right now, I believe the worst team in the league is the Tigers. And are y'all really surprised? Yep, it's the Tigers. The only team without 10 wins so far. It's not surprising in the slightest. But 60% win percentage. 8-8 eight and eight at home. 9-3 and three away. When the Sox go to other stadiums, they do so much better. And it's not... A surprise because other stadiums out there, the majority of the stadiums that we've been going to have had more people. Doesn't matter that we're away, but there's just more people to to play in front of. And by the way, baseball reference is now putting respect on the Red Sox name. At the start of the season, we had a 0.5% chance to make the postseason. Now we have a 20.2% chance to make the postseason, a 0.5% chance to win the world series i think we're doing pretty damn good and though some games we are going to struggle and we are going to struggle hard but i like our odds you know i like i like those 20 percent, and i think it's just going to keep going up this team is great this team is crazy i don't know how they're doing it but i'm not going to complain right let's see if baseball reference wanted to stop okay the if y'all could see my computer right now, 
my computer is spazzing out because of these ads. Oh my lord, help me. My computer is spazzing out because of the baseball reference ads. Oh my god. Okay, let's try it. Let's try this again. Please don't spaz on me. All right, we're looking good. Okay. I don't know what just happened, but our guys are still doing insane. Some of them are cooling off, but for the most part, we're doing pretty good. JD Martinez is still at a 361. Xander, a 333, which is cooled off from where we've been at, but I will still take a 333 from Xander all day. Christian Arroyo is at a 302. Doogie is a 298. Devers is a 292. Both very, very acceptable. Vasquez, 250. He's cooled off. I'd like it to be a little higher, but what are you going to do? Kike at a 228. I need to see Kike closer to where he was in spring training. Obviously, he's not going to bat 600 like he did to start spring training, but I need to see him closer to the 260, 270 range. Bobby Dahlbeck somewhat turning it around at 200, and then we got Hunter Renfro, Mauwin Gonzalez, and Franchi Cordero still insanely struggling, all batting under 200. Andrew Benatendi's batting 260 right now. That kind of hurts. I'm not saying I don't want Fancher, uh, I'm not saying I don't want him to do good. I w- I would love Andrew Benintendi to do very well, but I'd rather want Francis Cordero to do better to justify the trade. Anyway, going to the pitching. Screw Josh Taylor, please. If you are listening on YouTube, please leave that in the comments. Screw Josh Taylor. He needs to go down, and we need to bring Chavis up immediately. Immediately. Garrett Whitlock, still our best pitcher by far. 13 innings pitch, only six hits allowed, no earned runs, no homers, 18 strikeouts, a whip of 0.6 strikeout to walk ratio of nine ERA. Obviously, a big fat zero. Get this man on your fantasy team. Trust me, it's worth it. He doesn't pitch too, too much, but you already know he's going to lower your ERA like there's no tomorrow. Matt Barnes, 257 ERA, 13 games, 14 innings. Uh, how many saves does he have? Six saves. Not bad. Not bad at all. I will gladly take that. He's kind of cooled off from where he started, but still very, very, very good numbers from him. Nick Pavetta with a 3-0 record to 281 ERA. He's been the surprise out of our starters. He has been killing the game, and I really, really hope this keeps going. He's already pitched 25 innings, the third most out of all of our pitchers, only allowed eight earned runs, 25 strikeouts, though. So when you have people like Garrett Whitlock with a strikeout-to-walk ratio of nine, Nick Pavetta's is a 1-4-7. He's a contact guy. He's not going to strike people out. He's going to make people ground out into double plays. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, this is strikeout to walk ratio. I'm sorry. I was I was looking at the wrong thing. Strikeout to nine. Garrett Willock has a 12.2. Pavetta has an 8.8 for strikeouts per nine. Strikeout per walk ratio. Nick Pavetta is giving up too many walks. All right, he's walking too many guys. For every strikeout he has, he has just about one walk. Close enough. Matt Andre East. Decent this year. 3-2-9. Good numbers. Played 13 innings. Five earned runs, 12 strikeouts, a whip of 1.3. Not terrible. Phil Valdez really turning around this season. 3.48 ERA, one win, only four runs earned with a whip of 0.77. Nathan Evaldi, 4-2 record so far. Not bad. I will gladly take that from Evaldi, even though it's not earning up to his contract at all. 
363 ERA, uh, 34 innings pitch. Dude has been just out there trying to do his thing. I mean, he's started six games and with 34 innings. That means he's going an average of about five and a half innings out there. Not terrible. Not the best. Not terrible, though. You know what I mean? So uh, with a whip of 1.15. Hirokazu is doing actually really good. 3.65 ERA, 12 innings, pitched 15 strikeouts with a strikeout ratio of 10.9 and a whip of 1-2-1. For those of you who don't know, by the way, whip is walks and hits per innings pitched. So it's basically the amount of um, runners you let on per inning. So like, for example, Adam Adovino, next, a 3.86 ERA with a 1.5 whip. It means about every two innings he's letting on three base runners, which is quite a lot. If you think about it, so he's not doing too too bad though. Two and one record, uh, no saves, no saves, no saves. The only other person with a save is Andre East, which scares me. Dawinson at a four ERA, Erod at a four one eight. Still coming back from injury, I will happily take that from him. Tanner Houck at a four three five, could be better. Hasn't pitched a lot though. Martin Perez a four seven once again could be better, but not the worst. Garrett Richards, I need that ERA to go down at a 4.94. And then we're not going to talk about Josh Taylor. He does not deserve the light of day on this show. So, by the way, I want to see the youngest guy. Holy. There are two dudes on the on the Red Sox 40-man roster who are younger than I am. That's nuts. I am 22 years old. My birthday is January 24th, 1999. Brian Mata was born May 3rd, 1999. And Jason Rosario was October 22nd, 1999. Oldest guy on our roster is Adam Adovino at age 35, by the way. Second is J.D. Martinez. Let me see. I just want to see. So we're not paying a ton of guys right now. We are really controlling our salary, which I like. Our only three guys making above $10 million is Xander, well-deserved, JD, well-deserved, and Nathan Evaldi, not so much. Everyone else is kind of making $8, eight million and under. So we are doing well with keeping our finances in check after just spending and spending and spending. That's not talking about our dead cap, which we're paying uh, David Price $16 million, uh, Dustin Pejoria, I think $10, Manny Ramirez 2 you know. We, we're, we're paying everybody that used to play for us. We're still paying them. But let's look at a team right now. All right. Thanks to this last game, Boston is now not the best batting team in the league. We are third. The best batting team is the Angels at 265. We are at a 260. On base percentage, though, I believe we're like top six. Uh, top four with a 324 on base percentage. And then slugging, I think we're going to do. Pretty good. Slugging, we're second. So all in all, we are a top two team in the M- in the MLB batting-wise. Pitching, and this is where y'all are going to be surprised. The 11th in pitching. Like I said, we don't need the greatest pitching. We don't. We just need good pitching. That's all we need is just good, solid pitching. And with an ERA, a team ERA of 373, I will take that. I want to see how we are in strikeouts. Uh, strikeouts, we're a top five team. Whip, we're not going to be a top five team. Uh, we are average. 
So we're still allowing like average runners on base, but overall we're a top 10, top 12 pitching team, which is all we really need if you're going to have the second best bats out there. Fielding, we're not going to talk. We're not. We're still not a good fielding team. We're 20th in fielding percentage. Um, yeah, there's really no other stats. Let's see where we are in errors. Uh, errors, we are the, like, top. Uh, we're a top 10 team for giving up the most errors. It's not good. First is the Angels. So they don't have a good fielding team at all. But they're best hitting team. So it makes up for it. See what I mean? One guy that I want to talk about a little bit more, which I already talked about that. Red Sox pitcher Garrett Whitlock. This article by Mass Live is really cool. The headline is Red Sox pitcher Garrett Whitlock is, quote, a cool individual as he dominates, carries beer on the plane as a rookie. Right? He hurled a scoreless sixth and seventh inning against the win against the Mets. Remember that one nothing game where we were? We just the pitching was there. It was perfect. And all Cora had to say was he's a cool individual. Like we said, Dumb not Dombrowski. No, not never Dombrowski. Why did I almost say Dombrowski? Yeah. Cora and they they know what they were doing when they traded. Um, for Garrett Whitlock, or not traded for, drafted him in the Rule 5 draft. They knew what they were doing. They had this all figured out. Heim just knew, right? Heim is very good with Red Sox, with prospects. He knew Garrett Whitlock was going to be something. And then I did once I heard him on the show, right? Um, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? During Whitlock's signing versus Mets, Cora asked him if he ever recorded a hit in the minor leagues. He might have hit in that. Um, Cora said Whitlock told him he had zero hits in the minors, but he added whatever you need. Right? He's He's been just insane. He goes about his business, Cora said. He trusts his stuff. He has a clean delivery. He throws a lot of strikes. And the stuff is good. You saw it yesterday. The two-seamer, Jonathan Villar, that was really good. We talked about in the first week. You guys asked me who caught your attention. It was him. From what he does in bullpens, the weight room to the training room, even carrying the beer on the plane, it's kind of like perfect. Everything's so structured, so we got a good one. The thing is, he's just aggressive. He is aggressive in the strike zone. He's not afraid to throw to guys. His sinker averages 95 miles an hour and opposing hitters are 0-12 against this changeup. He's competing since day one in spring training, Core said. It wasn't a given that he was going to make the team. Since day one, he's been competing. He never showed hesitation about his work or what we were preaching to him. He just keeps going, and it's fun to watch. In an era that everyone puts pressure on people, and everyone's in the spotlight, and everyone knows what you're doing because social media, he's just the same Garrett when we got him to spring training February 11th. Now, I don't know about you, but that is poetry to my ears, listening to what this kid can do. He's just awesome. I can't wait to see what would happen with this guy. So I know this has been a shorter episode. We're not done yet, but we're getting close. So 
the final question I have for you guys, and I want you to put it in the comments if you are on YouTube. If not, and you want to reach out to me, reach out at Pesky Poll Podcast on Instagram. Follow me. We're almost at 1,300 followers. IG Nation is there. I love IG Nation. Be a part of IG Nation. Don't be slacking. Be a part of IG Nation so you can see every time this beautiful face goes live, which is going to happen more often now that finals are getting done. 17 and 11 record to start the year. Do we buy into it? I'm not saying do we believe this team is a contender because in all honesty, I believe this is a first to second round playoff team. I'm sorry if you don't like that, but it's really the case. We just don't have the star power to be able to make it. I, I, This team might be a Marlins from last year. Might not. I think it's unlikely, but I think it's still possible. So the question is, do we buy into this and let the trade deadline go by? Is our rebuild time sped up? Like I said, 2024 was our year. 2024. The question is, do we speed that up? Do we maybe look at 2023, 2022, sending out our prospects that we're building up through the system and getting some marquee guys? First, we need pitching. Second, we need a second baseman. And then third, I think we need a third outfielder. And then we're good. Do we buy into that? And do we look on the like trade market and just see if someone's out there? Comment down below if you think we do. And if so, comment a pitcher who you think is on a struggling team that might want to get out. And in all honesty, I know this is a smaller trade. But I wouldn't mind going to the Orioles, knocking on their door and putting John Means in our bullpen. That's just me. I like John Means stuff. Don't come at me, though. All right. We have until July 30th. Today I'm recording. It is May 2nd. So we still have two and a half. Three more, basically three more months till the trade deadline. Uh, June, July, yeah, basically three more months until the trade deadline. So the question I bring up to you guys is, is it worth it? Or do we just ride this team out and let them go? It's up to you guys. I mean, I'm not sure which you guys are going to decide. But I honestly think it's not worth it. I think we just ride with the team. Let them do their thing. I think it's works right now don't try and fix it just keep it running and maybe we will see something good happen next thing final thing is one good thing that happened this week we're going to switch sports a little bit patriots got mac jones how do y'all feel about it mac jones first time we have drafted in the first round of qb since i've been born I don't even know when the last time they drafted a QB in the first round was. I mean, obviously, we had 20 years of Brady. So, you know, well, 19, 20, 19, 18. It was was way too long to even count. But we had so many good years of Tom Brady. Then we go into this one year, think of Cam Newton. Then they bring Cam Newton back, but still draft Mac Jones. So I think we're going to see a switch up. I think Cam Newton's going to start the year. And then once once Bill believes that Mac Jones is ready, Mac Jones will take over. Jared Stidham's time is done. Jared Stidham will never be a starting quarterback. RIP Jared Stidham moment of silence for my boy. Gone but not forgotten. <laughs> Why am I saying it like he's dead? Um, but no, Jared Stidham was a decent QB, just never good enough to make it to the um, to the NFL starting level. 
Other than that, we drafted uh, another guy out of Alabama, D-Tackle. Third round, we drafted a D-Tackle. Drafted a running back in the fourth round. Fifth round, we drafted a linebacker. Sixth, I can't remember what we drafted in the sixth. And then in the seventh, we drafted a wideout finally. It took us till the seventh round to draft a wideout when we lost our best wide receiver in Julian Edelman. This year is going to kind of stink with Kendrick Bourne and... Nelson Aguilar really need to step up if we're going to have any chance of competing as the Patriots. But other than that, I'm shocked the 49ers used the third pick to draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. You don't trade that pick and you don't go back from three. You could probably still draft Trey Lance at 12. So you gave up your whole future for absolutely nothing. If Trey Lance was really your guy... You traded all of that way up to get pretty much nothing in return. That's just me, though. If you guys think differently, let me know in those comments. JD, make sure to give me your Patriots comment of the week. You know I always look forward to those. With that being said, one good thing that happened to me this week, I'm graduating. By the time you guys will see the next episode i will be traveling down to tennessee i'm going to record the episode the night of me graduating so i'm gonna graduate in the morning gonna hang out with my family gonna do all that and then um that night saturday night on the 8th i will record and then sunday night i will be traveling back from here my home for the past three months i'm gonna be traveling back down to tennessee where you guys will see me back in the office closet office office closet you guys will see me back in there and we'll really be able to put some time towards this podcast i might have to switch around the schedule a little bit maybe do a little bit of changing but i know y'all are some of the best fans out there and y'all will be with me no matter what and i cannot thank you enough for that truly means the world to me for everything you guys put up with me all the stuff that i that i go through so with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching. I know this was a shorter one. Like I said, really just need to put something out this week. It's been a struggle. Y'all already know. But God bless you guys. Roll that out, your music. And I will see you guys in the next one.